ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and, yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, good morning or good day, whatever time of slot you're in. Uh, and welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere. And Markin, Markin, Martin Gover. Martin no <laughs> is with me as my sidekick today. He's hiding off, you know, just to the side a bit, but he'll be, he's always here. And we're welcoming a great friend of mine from Australia today. And his name is Tony Kiprios. And Tony and I have been friends for at least. 10, 11 years or something, something like that. Anyway, and so I'm welcoming him to the show. Welcome. And what I'd like you to do, because this Thank is you. going to be a show that encompasses everyone in the audience and from the whole gamut. So if you're a practitioner, you'll, you'll get something out of it. But if you're just sitting here and listening and you'd like to help yourself in the world, this is a great show for you. So, Tony, I'll just give it over to you, and I'd like you to just sort of say how you came to hypnosis and, and a little okay. bit about and that and lead into where we're going. Where we're going. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show today. Um, as you know, I just came in from Australia for a convention coming up in a couple of days, and a couple of days of sleep has helped to get over the jet lag. But mm -hmm. I, I'd love to share some stuff with you today. And first off, I'll give you a little bit of my story. Um Around probably 14 years ago or more, no, it would be, no, nearly 20 years ago now, I came back to Australia after living overseas and I really wanted to get into helping people. And so I studied for five years as a transpersonal and emotional release counsellor which was very unusual. It worked with modalities that related to the unconscious, the subconscious. So it was dealing with people's dreams, sand play, a whole range of different modalities. I was asked after I finished my training to start working with Indigenous Australians. And so I spent three and a half years initially working at an Indigenous drug and alcohol rehab, working with Aboriginals. And in that process, I very quickly realized that it was very depressing listening to people's stories, listening to a lot of the hardship and the pain and hurt that they had gone through in their lives. And I realized I can't deal with eight hours of this. Like, I need to find out what someone's story is and let's start working at changing it. And because a lot of my counseling background, all of it was around unconscious behavior, I thought back to when I was a young boy of around 15, I used to play around with hypnosis and I really knew nothing about it, but I was able to hypnotize my friends and have them pretending to mow the lawn and I'd laugh my head off and think this is just incredible, the power of this. And I realized that this was probably what I was needing to actually bring in as a tool to help my clients, being the focus. And so I went and studied um, hypnotherapy I also studied neuro-linguistic programming, and they were the tools that I really needed to bring in, the hypnosis, to add to the other range of tools to start bringing about change for people. And it also changed my life because, as I said, I was no longer feeling depressed listening to people's problems all day. It was, <laughs> let's, let's have 10 minutes of your story, and then let's get to work about changing it. 
So the power of hypnosis, I can't express to people, you know, we're really much like, as I like to say to my clients, we're very much like a computer. Our conscious mind, I believe, is the screen. And so often we become aware that there's something happening on the screen that we don't really like. But you can't really change the screen unless you go to the hard drive and change the program. And that's the simple way that I see hypnosis. It gives us a tool to be able to change the program that runs our hard drive so that what we then start putting out to the world, standing in front of the mirror, starts to change. As I say to people, you cannot change what's in the mirror. The only thing that you can change is what's reflecting in the mirror. Once you change that, then what appears in the mirror changes, but you can't go about it any other way. And so hypnosis for me has been, as you have found and other people, just this amazing tool that enables us to support people in reaching their goals, in reaching their changes, because it's not the change I need, it's what they need to actually make a difference. Um, I'd like to talk today a lot about choices because we end up where we are in our story primarily through a range of choices that we've made. Now, I know that I shared this with you many years ago when my son was five. And he was, he was really, for me, he was the motivation for me to start looking at doing it differently. And so, fortunately, I had, through a very good friend of mine, and, and who you know, Susie Hall, mm-hmm. um, I was doing some work with her and her sister, and her sister was the one that introduced a basic model to me of this program. And I then sat back and thought, I really need to simplify this so that little people, the kids that I love working with, will understand. And so from that point, um, I simplified this and the language so that all kids could start to understand. But what I realized was as we started to work, both Sam and I with this, this was something that the whole family could play. In fact, I found that this was really important that the whole family started to play along because, you know, we are teachers to our children. We're mirrors. Our children are following and learning from us. um, And they're also looking and responding because they're caught up with the choices that we make as adults. So this little thing is, uh, I call it staying above the line. Now, I can just hold up something which we're going to put on your screen at some point because this is really just probably all you're seeing is a piece of paper. (laughs) Pretty much. And on the radio, they're not going to see it anyway till they look at the show page. Yes, till the show page. But if you could just imagine that, like I showed you a piece of paper, and if you could just imagine because if someone's sitting at home and they want to quickly get a piece of paper and do this, I'll I'll just simply explain so that they can do it. If you were to draw a line across the centre, from the left-hand side to the right side of the piece of paper. And if you would put, that is the line of choice, because I believe that's the level that we move along to choose to go either above the line or below the line. Now, I put this together for my son at the time, who was five. And so if we move above the line, I believe the choices that we make make us strong and powerful. But there's something that we have to do, and that is we have to be responsible and accountable for the choice that we make. Sadly, if we go below the line, I believe we move into a place of weakness and powerlessness and we play the victim. And the victim can only do three things. And those three things are we blame, we justify, and we are in denial. And sadly, 
many people that I see today, the models that we're actually shown are to be the victim. In fact, I had a solicitor one day sitting in my office, or you might call them an attorney or a lawyer, depending on which part of the world you are. And they actually, when I showed them this model, they went, oh my goodness, Tony, this is actually the law model. We actually call the clients the victim. And they're often blaming, looking for justification. They're in denial. She said, this is actually explains a lot about the area that I'm working with. And I thought, this is so sad that we have so many people who are moving into the victim model. Now, this is really about choosing whenever we make a choice to move above the line, to be responsible and accountable for our choice. So I sat down and I showed this to my son at five. We were sitting on the floor so that we're at the same height. And I put this on the fridge. And this is something I'm going to encourage everyone that when they get a copy of this off your site, that they put it on the fridge. And I encourage everyone to play this game. When I actually showed this to my son, he walked straight over at five. I know. He, Are you hearing us, engineer? Yes. Okay. okay. I pointed. I, I think pointed, you may have to repeat that. All right. When my son was five and I was showing him this, we put this on the fridge. Mm -hmm. And at five, he walked straight over and he pointed to below the line and listed all the people that he could see that played the victim. And I was absolutely astounded. Mm -hmm. Then several months later, I got called into school and I thought, oh, no, what's happened? But it turns out that out of about 60 children in grade one, it was pointed out to me by the teachers that my son was the child least that they had to actually correct around his behaviour, that he seemed to be evaluating himself and his response to situations all of the time. And so I mentioned to them that, I had shown him this model and we'd created it. They were absolutely amazed and astounded because this had such an impact on him. Several months later, we went to our holiday house and of course we had a two-story house and I realized how powerful and that this had really sunk into my son because at some point downstairs, we had a play area. And of course, you know, after being at the holiday house for a couple of weeks, it was an absolute mess. So I asked him, could he go down there? Could he do his best to straighten it out? Well, he came and got me some time later, came down, took me to the doorway where I stood and saw this room completely immaculate. And he turned to me and said, that's above the line behavior, isn't it, daddy? And I was absolutely blown away because I realized this had really made an impact and it still sits with us in the family today where I don't have to say anything and he doesn't. Well, sometimes we look at each other when we're maybe getting a little annoyed, frustrated, and he'll say or I'll say, is that above the line or below the line? And straight away, we know that we need to pull back and make a better choice. So this little process that I share with you today is so powerful. And like I said, it not only works with children, it works with teenagers, it works with adults. You know, how many times are we in relationship and someone's playing the victim? Woe is me. We're looking at blaming. And it, we have to stop that. There is no power in that. We're moving into being the victim, the weak person. We need to stop that and we need to be responsible and accountable for what we're doing. Stop blaming everything outside of us and start coming inside and being responsible and accountable. It makes a, a big change when people take responsibility. I mean, yes. that's about, that's the biggest change in someone's life. The moment they decide to stay above the line as much as they can possibly do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
And that's like when a client comes to us, you know, we can't do anything until they're ready to move above the line, be responsible and accountable and work with us to help them make the change. Because at the end of the day, they've got to do it. I know. That's what we always say. You know, we can't, we don't have a magic wand. You have the magic wand inside you. Yes. You just have to choose, right? That's right. And once yeah. you choose that, then we can really help our clients. So I think this is a, p- a process that's really great. It's going to be posted on the show page and you'll be able to copy it. It's pretty yes. easy. And then you can come back and, and listen to the recording so that you understand how this actually really works and the power of it. Okay. And <clears throat> your son now, I don't know how old he is now. How old is he now? He's now 15. Okay, so he's 15, mm-hmm. and that's 10 years ago, a whole decade of choices he's made. Yes. And very consciously. Yes, right? very consciously. And, you know, I know we've got to have a break in a minute, but I will yeah. even mention a few things when we came back, when we come back, how it really even impacted him at school with his interaction with teachers. Mm. I want to hear that story. Because it's very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so we'll go to break now, and I'll see you on the other side. Look forward to it. Back soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
and welcome back. And we're going to go right back to Tony Kiprius because I want to know how there was the impact with the teachers. Okay. Well, I, I remember when my son was in grade five. So you know, I showed him this model in grade one. We're now in grade five. So we've traveled a few years. We're working with this model. I remember at some point, um, one of his teachers was struggling with personal stuff. And, you know, that stuff can come to school. And so we're all human. Sometimes those feelings of frustration can turn to anger and, you know, we might actually start actually verbalizing and showing stuff that we really don't want, which was what was happening for the teacher. And I remember my son standing up in class one day and saying, excuse me, I'm going to remove myself now to give you time to get to a better place because this isn't working for you or for I. And he walked out of class leaving the <laughs> angry and frustrated but I was so proud of him to make that choice wow. because that put him into a wonderful powerful place of not being there copying all this stuff not being belittled or feeling terrible about things it put him into a place of power that he could actually make a choice and remove himself in a very calm relaxed way and create a better situation for a better outcome for both of them that's pretty incredible, and, and to be able to do that calmly as a, yep. as a student. Too. Yes, as, as, as a child in grade five. Yeah, pretty awesome. So this, is, this has just been an, a wonderful pr process that has come in. And like I said to you, Inez, before, this is something that I encourage every member of the family to get involved with. You know, so often in an argument, you know, between parents, because our children are watching, you know, we'll come home and the blame game starts. But once again, as soon as we start to blame, dropping below the line. We're going to start at some point being in denial and justifying and, and playing the victim. Yeah. But there's no power there. And that's not the type of model that we want to be teaching our children. You know, we need to teach them that they need to be responsible and accountable, just like just like all of us need to be. Yeah. Because that's where the power is. I remember very early on when I was, I think I just had kids and I understood that if I didn't tell them when I was needed to be accountable and I didn't apologize or I didn't re redeem myself from that position, that mm -hmm. actually it played out very poorly uh, for them. Sure. Yeah. 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 And I, I think also, too, with this, being responsible and accountable. I remember several times when, you know, being dad for the first time, you don't always get it right. And so there were m m many times when I would sit down at some point and I would say to my son, look, I really didn't get this yeah. right and I what apologize and I'm sorry. And, okay. you know, he would turn around because of this being accountable and responsible. You know, every time he'd turn around and he'd say to me, it's okay, daddy, I forgive you. <laughs> and I realized that was also him being moving into that power place to be able to give me the forgiveness that I needed yeah. because I didn't get it right. But no. that was coming about because of me being accountable and responsible to step up and go, look, I'm sorry. When I sit back and look at this, I needed to move myself above the line. I needed to make a better choice. And so the outcome is that we're here today talking about that next time we'll work at it and get it better. Yeah. And in every time, because I was above the line, it enabled him to actually respond also above the line. Above the line. You know? Yeah. 
So such a simple model can be life-changing. And think about it. If your child has been above the line since he understood it at five, mm-hmm. how powerful a place he's at in just his everyday functions. That's right. Pretty astounding. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Okay. Um, where do you want to take this now? Uh, do you want to take it into how you would use it with uh, your clients? It's pretty obvious to me anyway, but uh, um, you just show it to them and explain it to them, right? Sure. And I sit down and I go through, especially with teenagers at the moment. You know, a lot of teenagers are struggling around identity, around, you know, their responsibilities, those types of things. And, you know, this is something that helps to actually help them to create a better path to start moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, because like like we were talking before the show, you know, we're, we're always looking for things that actually have a positive impact. I look for things that are simple and that work. Yeah. Because, you know, there's so much stuff out there. It's to filter through, you know, what's really working, what's really achievable. And I've just found this model to be so simple that presenting this to a teenager who is struggling around making the choices, trying to fit in, trying to belong, you know, sometimes we can make very poor choices just to fit in um, that move us into that place of being weak and powerless. And then situations start to happen and straight away we're the victim, so now we've got to start blaming everyone else for what's happening. And, you know, I know that most teenagers don't want to be in that place. They, you know, they're growing. It's, a, it's an interesting time as we've all been through it, trying to find ourselves, trying to find our place of power. And I think that this model helps a lot of teenagers find that, you know, there is a choice here that we can move into that place of power. We can start to respect and honour ourselves. And along the way, we start to actually get better feedback and interaction with our other family members, our friends. There's that greater level of respect. Once we have it for ourselves, then that's something that we can actually then pass out to others. I don't believe you can hand out anything if you don't own it yourself first. It's not possible to give something away unless you have it yourself. No. You know. And if you don't have respect for yourself, you you won't get it from anybody else. And you, but you may expect it. But it's not possible to come. But it's not possible to come. Yeah. You know. And so so often in relationship, I found this process, you know, talking to couples. Because so often in a relationship, what I see often goes wrong for people is usually one of three things. When we get angry with someone, it's because they haven't done what we want them to do. Yeah. They haven't said what we want them to say. Or in other words, somehow they're not responding in a way in which we feel they should be. That's it. And if we can understand that, then that can help us stop to blame someone in relationship because usually at some point we get into a disagreement. An argument to me is when we've actually lost connection. And it's almost like even when we're standing a few feet away, you know, we can start yelling and screaming. It's not like the other person can't hear us. We're only a foot or two away. (laughs) But I believe that even though we're physically only one or two feet away, the connection is taking us or the disconnection is taking us miles away. And that disconnection from such a distance requires us to yell and scream. Makes sense to me. You know, and so this little process can help us to move out of that and realise that we are responsible and accountable 
You know, I think that we need to start people. For some reason, we've got on this thing. I think people think too much these days. And we're always looking up to be saved. I don't know why we're looking up to be saved because I don't think saviour is going to come from up there. If we're going to make some major impact in our life, we have to look inside, not outside. You see, for some reason, this illusion of life, everyone believes that it's all happening on the outside. But I don't believe there is anything going on for any of us outside of us. You see, every emotion that we've ever felt, every feeling of joy or happiness has never been on the outside of us. It's been on the inside of us. There are no emotions on the outside. There's nothing on me. Everything is on the inside. And that's where we need to start getting back to. And, of course, being on the inside means that we are responsible and accountable for what it is that we present, what we bring to the relationship. And, you know, a healthy relationship, as you have, is one where we have to stay above the line because that offers us the best choices. Remember, this is all about talking about the choices that we make, where those choices are going to lead us to. Most of us have a track record and we have good feedback. You know, I don't believe feedback is good or bad, right or wrong. It's feedback. Yeah. That, what does the feedback tell you? Did that get you what you needed or did that take you further away from where you wanted to be? Yeah. You know, we've got to move away, I think, from a lot of this good and bad, right or wrong. We have way too much of that in our society. I don't believe in good and bad, right or wrong. I think whatever we do in life, we're going to get feedback. I think in the old days, there was a word called karma, which to me, karma means feedback. Hmm. But, you know, because we're now so identified with good and bad, right or wrong, people now even say good karma and bad karma. What on earth is that about? Yeah. Because it's only feedback. <laughs> it's not about whether it's good feedback or bad feedback. It's just feedback to let you know, was that a choice that got you closer to where you wanted to be? Did that get you the connection that you wanted with your children or with your partner? Or did that choice actually separate you, create a disconnect, move you away? That's not right or wrong, good or bad. That is just feedback to let you know, what do I need to do next? And the key word is I. Because I means that we have to own it, just like our choices. We have to own our decisions. That's why following a simple process like this enables us to think before we act. And that gives us the power back again so that, you know, I can be in control, not that I need to be in control, but I can work towards having the outcomes that I'm looking for, those better relationships, those better communications, that closer connection with people. Because otherwise, when we lose that connection, like I said, I've seen people standing a foot away screaming at each other as though they're 100 metres apart. But they're not. But sadly, the feeling of disconnection leaves them feeling 100 metres apart. And really what we want to be is connected with our children, with our life, with the choices, with the impact, with all the good stuff that's there. And even um, not just in family and everything, when you're dealing with other people, even in a store or anywhere, that, oh, exactly. that, it, it plays out because you can either feel connected or disconnected. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, 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 takes, this goes into the workplace, as you just said. It doesn't stop at home. Wherever we are, this, this little process is, is either with us or without us. I think once, we should have it with us. I think once you make those choices and you, you are not in a weak position, then you are not flailing out and yelling at people. You're never flailing out. You're always the calm, the calm person 
that really stays above the line and usually that can totally get you where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's really what it's all about is we're all on a journey and it's to get there the best way we can in the best shape that we can. And I believe to take the people that we love with us. Okay. And for that, we're just going on another break. So we'll see you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and we're going to go right back to Tony and get him to continue telling us the stories of this great uh, work he does. Thank you, Inez. I just thought I'd like to share with you a little bit of the work that I've done with Indigenous. Um, Okay, I'd love that, please. I've spent about five and a half years so far working with Indigenous in different communities um, in a different state to where I am, and then I came back and spent several years working in the state that I live in. And um, one of the things that I found is that there's so much pain and hurt for a lot of Indigenous people. 
a lot of their identity has been stripped away. Um, they've been they've been asked to surrender their values, their beliefs, to take on a range of other values and beliefs that often aren't really appropriate. They don't really sink. They don't really sit with the culture, mm. and and I think it's important that. As you know, as a therapist, it's really about meeting the client where the client's at. And mm -hmm. sadly, I find that a lot of government organisations, it's not really about finding out where the client, where the people are at. It's about trying to get the people to fit into what they're presenting. And of course, that rarely is successful and comes with a whole range of problems. So, you know, talking today a little bit about Indigenous, working with Indigenous, so many people that I have come across carry a lot of pain and hurt. And working in a drug and alcohol rehab, you know, I used to sit there and go back to my room because, you know, all of my clients are my teachers. They're teaching me all of the time ways and means that they have managed to survive, in some cases, the ordeals, the horrific upbringings and conditions that they've actually been through just to get to where they are. And one term that used to sit with me a lot when I would go back to my hotel room after spending a day working with clients you know, they were always talking about the need to get out of it. But, you know, here I am in a rehab for drug and alcohol and, you know, so everyone's, you know, at some point they've all been getting out of it. And I used to sit there and think, what on earth are they really trying to tell me? Like, what is this getting out of? And then I realised really what they're trying to get out of is all of the pain and hurt. I just want to numb this for a while. But sadly, as we know, you know, alcohol, drug use, you know, Initially, it takes us out of the pain and hurt. But come morning, when we wake up and all of the effects have worn off, we're back into experiencing again. And, and then, of course, we realise I need to get out of it again. And we do this a few times and the power of the brain goes, right, I've got this. I now know what you're trying to do. We'll do this on a regular basis. That, that's what I see a lot of addiction is really about is that the brain takes over. It doesn't distinguish is this good or not so good for me, all that type of thing. It just goes, okay, this is what we're trying to do. We'll help out and we'll just start doing it all the time. <laughs> and, and then we start to have these patterns appear that, you know, as I said, now on the hard drive, we have this program that's running that we need to do this on a regular basis. And yet really what we need to do is get to, you know, this place of being able to heal being able to move back, as we've been talking about all morning, to a powerful place where we can start to get a grasp of our life and step into being responsible and accountable. And I found most people in a drug and alcohol at some point have fallen below the line. You know, there's a lot of blaming going on. And I understand at times we need to understand where it is where we've come from to understand the story but we need to unhook from the blame and we need to move out of the victim and we need to move above that line and we need to start being responsible and accountable to start creating the future that we need to create. Mm -hmm. and, and I found that was one of the most rewarding things was helping people to realise, you know, so often we get stuck in our story and, and, and this is something that isn't a cultural thing. It affects every culture that I know of. You know, after a while, if we start thinking enough or being told enough, we start believing that, you know, most of the time we won't amount to much. We won't be good enough, those types of things. 
But to me, that's just a story and it's not necessarily a true story. You know, I like to believe that, you know, every day we're creating the story for ourselves and we're, we're creating a movie. We are the director. We are the producer because we spend a lot of time and money and effort ending up where we are. And we're the main, we're the main actor in the story. And the sad thing is, is our story is just a story. And if we could just get the concept that all of us are trying to hang on to this story as an identity, but if we could let it go, we open ourselves up to huge potential to be a whole range of things. You know, sometimes I even pull myself up when people say, what do you do? I pull back and go, well, hang on a minute. You know, if I say to you, I'm a hypnotist, that's just one aspect of what I do. My best job that I feel is being a dad. That's the one I love doing the most. But then there's a whole range of other things that I also love doing too. So I like to encourage people to open themselves up to being as much as they can. And being above the line helps to be that and being as creative as possible because then we're not being locked into being that victim or that, you know, it's someone else has been doing this to me. That's okay to a certain degree. But once we realize that we have the power, then all of that story can change and we no longer need to blame anyone. We can actually move into a place of power. And, and I believe we need to be encouraging a lot of indigenous cultures to move back into that place of power and to help them rem remind them that they have all this wonderful knowledge, all of this wonderful, these wonderful gifts, just like children. That, you know, I see our education, sadly, in my country is more domestication. You know, most kids that I see leaving grade 12 actually need an education. And why? They've just been at school for 12 years. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. We're really domesticating children and we're knocking out their creativity. You know, when I get these little people coming and I have them as young as five, in fact, my youngest client so far has been four, and we got great results with that little man, um, is that, you know, when you look at children, they are born happy. I believe they're playful. They even run around naked because they don't care what people think about them. And I've even heard big people, the adults, jump on them and say, look, don't let them hear you say that because children only speak the truth. That's all they know. But very quickly as adults, children realise that good little boys and girls are rewarded and bad little girls and boys are punished. And very quickly, I see that so many children start to lose their identity, just like so many Indigenous cultures have lost a lot of their identity, trying to fit in to be good enough for everyone else. But in this process, we lose who we are, trying to become good enough for everyone else. Okay, I think, yeah. There we're back. That okay. we're, sadly, not good enough for ourselves anymore. Yeah. And this little process helps us to realize that we are good enough. We are within ourselves strong and powerful, that we can raise above the line, that we can start to create whatever it is that we need to create to start moving into the, the life that we all deserve. And that is, you know, I believe, sadly, what's missing in a lot of our lives is, is two things, two things my mother taught me. It's about love and kindness. If we're kinder to each other, if we're more loving to ourselves and, other, and everyone else, nothing else really matters. We have everything from that point to move forward, to be creative, 
to tap into our true potential, to be supportive and kind and loving to each other and, and to be there so that we can all move forward. As, you know, People talk about they want to get to the top of the hill because for some reason the view's better. My belief is if you go up there, you want to take everyone with you. Why would you want to get to the top of the hill and be there on your own? <laughs> There's no fun in that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what I think, uh, I think that's very great explanations. And some people, they come see people like you and me is because they, they weren't taught that early enough and yes. they, to change, they need some help to change the story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. if we implant that knowing very early as possible, like the four-year-old that you've just worked with or whatever, it's astounding that life can change very quickly. But if it hasn't happened till later, then they, we can address it and with them if they decide to stay, make that choice. That's right. They need to make the choice so that we can step in to help them move and start creating what it is that they desire. And, yeah. you know, a lot of this Inez, is about belief. You know, if you believe you can, you're right. And if you believe you can't, you're right. You see, we, we have to let go. That's why I like to suggest to people, forget all the beliefs. Let them go. Because we've let go of so many beliefs. You know, when I was a little boy, I remember looking at big people driving cars because I didn't believe I could drive a car. And at the time, I couldn't. But at some point, that belief changed. Yeah. And I got rid of that one, and now I believe I can drive. Some people might say, well, erratically, but <laughs> I believe I can drive. <laughs> And I believe our life is full of things like that. And that's why it's important for us to help people to realize that they're not stuck with the story that they stuck with. Often it's through misinformation. And if they're, if, if, if they're blessed enough to come to someone like you or I, because I believe that's the case, then that enables them to open up to whatever it is that they want, because we can help them change just by changing how they're looking at things, how they're perceiving the world, and how, how, how they're looking at themselves. Because once again, when we stand in the mirror, we have a choice every day to either see the beauty or see what we feel is missing. And yes. the truth of the matter is, to be the person that we are, as I like to say to my clients, out of more than 7 billion people on the planet, you were the only one good enough to be you. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd have hundreds of you. <laughs> Can you imagine hundreds of me. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're we're now coming to another break. So we have one more segment. And so I'm gonna ask that the you stick with us because the last one will probably give you some really eye-opening knowledge or bringing it together because we've been giving it to you the whole time. Okay, yeah. see you on the other side. Look forward to it back soon. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. 
The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back, everybody, and we're going to go right to back to Tony because we've only got a short while left, and I just want him to pick it up and, and give you everything he can. Yeah. So, you know, today was hopefully to pass on some some useful tools and some things to start thinking about and considering around doing it differently because so often we want a different outcome, but we cannot get a different outcome if we keep doing the same thing. And, and so often we just need to shift our perception just a little bit. We have to move like we've been talking, move from being the victim to realizing that you are strong, you are powerful. We need to just move above the line and make better choices. And those choices can then lead us to endless possibilities. And I think that's, that's one thing that we all need to realize is that we are a bunch of endless possibilities. You know, we, we can go to the moon and back if we really wish to, metaphorically. And- and really the whole thing about what you said about belief is always what I said. You know, I'm open to possibility and I, I, I work on not having a distinct, I know this and this is the way it is because yes. I know that belief is going to change very quickly sometimes. Yep. So yeah. it's just always being open to that possibility and, and just staying, making those decisions above the line. Yes. And it really comes down. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? But well, it's, it's simple, like, but you know, we get caught up, we get involved in it, and we make it complicated. Yes, we do. And, <laughs> and so we need to just step back a little bit, yeah, and just realize that this this is simple. You know, life is supposed to be simple. But we, like I said just a little bit earlier, I think we overthink things too much these days. Everyone's, I think, I think, I think, I think. Will we need to start feeling? Yes. You know, because when we start to feel a little bit more, we start, I believe, to get the true es- essence of our communication. You know, how often when we're communicating with someone, 
do we say, well, I think this and I think that, and yet inside we're not thinking that. We're feeling something different. And in every case that I know of, especially with children, they know that that's not true because they're picking up on how it really feels. That's the wonderful thing about children is that they're not caught up in their head. If they are, they're dreaming, they're creating, they're imagining, they're doing all those wonderful things. And as adults, we've had that mostly beaten out of us through this domestication thing. And now we're thinking this, we think that. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go back to what was really working for us. And that's how does it really feel for us? And then being honest with that, moving above the line, being responsible, being accountable, being honest, and, and using those building blocks to build good relationships with our, with our work colleagues, with our friends. Because I see whatever we're going on in our family, and I like to say, just to help everyone here, just to get over some of the shock that they might have got today if they're starting to look at themselves or their, their relationships, is that I believe that 97% of families are dysfunctional and the other 3% are in recovery. <laughs> I so that can make it a little bit easier for most people to deal with some of this stuff and realise that we're all human. And as humans, we're really Love. just looking... <laughs> Yeah. Do you know, I love the thing about the domestication um, that you mm -hmm. say that, you know, our school systems, and I think that's pretty well everywhere in the, I don't know about the Eastern, but the West and um, the whole idea. And a friend of mine, you, you know him too, Tim Horn. He's one of mm -hmm. my SP trainers has just written a book called wide open sky. I think it's mm -hmm. called, and we're going to have him on the show. And it's a little bit about what parents can do to help them through the domestication sort of route. Sure. sure. So that you know. they stay in that place of, of stuff. So there's a lot of us doing similar things, but this would go together so well. And yeah. I, I know you're going to do some, um, you're in Atlanta right now, right? I'm in Atlanta, yes. I'm here because I have the NGH convention, which yeah. my partner and I um, present at every year. Yeah. And we do a talk and a workshop with children. And then yeah. I'm going to be looking at doing a couple of workshops um, in Atlanta um, just to help people around relationship. Now, at this point in time, these, these workshops are going to be several hours long and they're going to be free. So I'm really wanting it to reach out to help people. <laughs> okay, free people. Oh, my God. How many people are listening to this? <laughs> but, you see, but you see, the thing is, it, it comes down to how many people are going to step above the line, be responsible and accountable, and if they really want to make a change, follow through yeah. on it. And you know, there's through. a lot of people out there are going to go, well, you know, I really need to get some help. I really need to see someone. And those, there's many of those people in 12 months' time are still going to be saying, I need to get some help. I need to see someone. And if they do, they can um, maybe contact you and I can give you a phone number that they can call. Uh, we'll post it if you send it okay. to us. We'll, it'll that'd be posted be on the on the, on okay. the show. Yep. Yeah, that'd be great. And, and if people and in Atlanta... And you can say it right now if you want to. Well, I better check before I hand out the number. Oh, it's the wrong okay number. number. <laughs> or it may have okay. to be an email so, address or something. Or something. Okay, so you'll give that to us and we'll put it up. And yes. I really think that this is a, a very good program and it seems like people listening, every, everyday person 
that isn't a hypnotist, that isn't any counselor, that isn't anything. You can do this with your kids. It's so yeah. simple. It'll change the whole dynamics of the family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And realize, you know, I heard it sadly recently, I heard a teacher saying to a couple of years ago, saying to a group of children, you know, if you really want to become someone, and she was referring to a doctor, a lawyer, something like that. You need to do a range of things. You need to work hard. You need to study. And the sad thing that really struck me as those words left her lips were she had 28 children sitting in front of her that already were someone. Yeah. And we need to start accepting that, you know, people are who they are and that we need to be loving and being kind and embracing them for who they are and not wanting them to become someone that we want them to become because that usually takes people away. You know, so many people that I see, and I'm sure you do, have a perfectionist issue. Yes. The child is trying to get it perfect because then the child will be rewarded and not punished. Yes. You see, because remember, children learn very young that they're either rewarded or they're punished. Good little girls, boys are rewarded. Bad little girls, boys are punished. And so it's really about, you know, helping that these people are already someone. We just need to nourish them. We need to encourage them and support them by giving them good processes that they can follow, that they can become strong, powerful, accountable, responsible human beings that can spread love and kindness where we need it. Okay, thanks. That really sums it up well. And we've only got a couple minutes left. So uh, who's on the show? Oh, the show next week again is Kaz and Greg are back on <laughs> because we we did the show on sex and hypnosis last week and it was so well done that we decided to do a part two. So part two, as they say, is coming next week. So that's really good. And if you uh, need anything from me, you know where my email is, and that's great. So uh, I was going to just mention that we are putting together a mentoring program for people who are my Simpson Protocol students. That will definitely that. A regular hypnotist, if you need something, mentoring, some little aspect that you need some help with, or people who want to start from the beginning and want to learn how to do hypnosis, or just want to know and understand it, or go all the way to becoming a certified hypnotist. So we'll put out that uh, on the show or on the show page as soon as we get it together. And so I, anything else you just want to say, uh, Tony, as a last goodbye in the last No, well, seconds? it's just been wonderful to get on the show with you and to share some time. And um, I hope that today has helped some of the listeners. And, and like we said at the beginning, it, what we had to offer today were for professionals, but also for just mums, dads, anyone's, kids, teenagers, new parents, grandparents. Okay. So that's great. And remember, if you want to go to a free workshop, check the, the page. Okay. Thanks a lot. And good night. And we'll see you next week. Or good Bye. night. Good morning. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 